Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Hope Along the Journey. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, your podcast host, and it's a joy to have you with us today as we share with you a message of encouragement, inspiration, and hope, and as we uplift Jesus Christ, who is truly the hope of the world. It's a joy today to have Paul Fry here with us all the way from over in Frankfurt, Indiana. Paul, welcome to today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. Thank you. Paul Fry uh, worked for 28 years at, for Subaru and worked in uh, directing there or mean, in a, kind of a leadership role for several years, didn't you? Uh, yeah, he, supervision, yeah. And then they retired in 2016, and the and it's never been the same since he left. I, they, they're not even – they're barely surviving. <laughs> How are they doing it without you, right? He's married yeah. to his lovely wife, Mary Lou, and he is the founder of We Care of Clinton County. And also of in 2018, he founded what's called 180 – Recovery Resources, and we're going to be talking more about that in a little bit. But again, welcome to today's episode, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. And uh, just before we get started in this conversation that we're having here by way of Zoom, I want to thank you, my friends, for being part of today's episode. Would love to be connected with you in a more meaningful way. So if you'd take a few moments, go to our website, at www.hopealongthejourney.org. Again, that's just www.hopealongthejourney.org. There will be a screen that will pop up that will say, stay in touch. We'd love for you to just put your email address in there so that we could put you on our monthly newsletter email list. We also would like for you to connect with us through social media. We're on Facebook, and Instagram, or you can even connect with me personally through LinkedIn. But we would love to get better connected with you. If you'd like to shoot us an email, just shoot an email to hopealongthejourney at gmail.com, and we'd love to know what you think about the podcast or any ideas that you would like to share of things that we could talk about in future episodes. Again, thank you for listening and for praying for the ministry of hope along the journey. Once again, it's good to have Paul Fry here with us from Frankfort, Indiana. And I've asked Paul today to share his testimony of how God worked mightily in his life. Uh, And so we're going to go back to around 17 years of age to pick up Paul's story. So Paul, take us back to those years and what was going on in your life and then share with us how, yeah. in time, Jesus transformed your life. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for having me on here today, and uh, I've been looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, going way back, uh, I grew up in church, in a mm-hmm. uh, good Bible-believing ter- church. And uh, uh, about 17 years old, uh, you know, I thought I knew it all, like so many sure. of us probably did at that age. 
and uh, or how many do. But uh, uh, so I left I left home and and uh, that's really where I started on a bad path. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've always been a musician. I, I love music. I play guitar and, and uh, even now play pedal steel guitar. And, and uh, so I had a band back then even. And uh, we played in bars. You can find us typically in a, in a bar playing music some, somewhere on the weekends, you know. And uh, and then also it goes along with that, uh, being around that atmosphere, you know. Uh, I eventually became an alcoholic, uh, started yeah. doing drugs, um, marijuana, opium. Uh, whatever I pills, what I would get my hands on, and uh, just it doesn't take long to really go down yeah. a bad, steep path uh, that way, and it just gets faster and faster. Also, yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, what happened? Uh, I'm basically living homeless in in my car, and and uh, so to get money for uh, drugs or alcohol or whatever I needed, uh, we just started. This was back in uh, in the early seventies. Uh, so in the middle of the night, I would back up. You know how the newspapers we had the hard copy newspapers back then. Mm-hmm. You know you don't. Right. I'm not sure how they're faring anymore, but with all the technology. But uh-huh. back then, very common. You know, you had newspaper stands on, on the corners of the streets. You know, and uh, so at night, I'd go back there and I'd back up to it and, and I'd put a chain onto it and rip it off the telephone pole. You know and take it out in the country and I bust it open and get the money and then throw it in the river. And, uh, uh, so that's kind of how I made a living for, that's for a while. That's, you know, knowing you, Paul, it's just like, I can't even begin to visualize you doing that. But I, yeah. I would say you probably never visualized yourself doing that when you left home around 17 years of age and started no, spiraling. No. Out. You know what? Yeah. Just, Satan takes us a lot farther than what we thought we'd ever go. Yeah. And uh, that, that, I've heard that said before, and it, it is absolutely true. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, appearances can be deceiving. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I've learned that a long time ago. We just, when you look at somebody, you just don't know their history. Mm-hmm. And so, what happened uh, one time, I, I was under the influence. And uh, so, we decided we were going to rob a, a music store. And uh, that didn't turn out very good. Uh, the police showed up. A whole, I mean, I remember uh, it was at night, and we just, I mean, we were really high-tech robbers, okay? We walked up the front door and kicked it in. <laughs> so You were professionals, uh, so, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, really professional. Yeah. And, uh, and so we saw a bunch of lights. There was like five or six uh, police cars pulling in, so we... Uh, run to the back of the store and jump through a window. And, and uh, I remember the other guy got away with me. And uh, so I remember there were some bushes. And it was cold and rainy that day. It, I think it was like it, towards the end of March, 1st of April. It was just a cold, rainy night. Mm-hmm. And so here I am. I'm laying up under these bushes. And the police are all over the place. And they had a dog. Evidently, the, the rain kills your scent. Because I remember that German Shepherd, I could almost reached out and touched him and he never smelled me. So, uh, but I remember just showing you how messed up mine works. I remember laying under there telling God, if he would get me out of this predicament, I would, I would give my life to him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, you know, that's, that, that's not exactly how all, how God works it out, but, uh, he did work it out though. And, uh, long story short, uh, they tracked us down and, and we went to prison and I'd been in and out of jail already anyway, by that time. 
And uh, so uh, we, when I got out of prison, this is like, this was from 17. Uh, okay, this this lifestyle continued for seven years. Wow. And uh, so, and I know, I remember, I don't know, some, some, some of your listeners might remember the name Amos Hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it. And Amos Hand would drive an hour to where we lived at to uh, call on my wife and I. Her, uh, I married uh, Rose. She was a Hispanic lady and a beautiful lady, a beautiful wife. And so she, uh, you know, we were uh, not Christians at all and hadn't been to church for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he would drive down and talk to us and visit with us, you know, uh, just maybe like once or twice a month, an hour, he'd drive an hour to get to us. And uh, so I'll, I'll never forget that. And uh, so finally we decided to drive up to Logansport to a service. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that they had a special speaker there, uh, a, a revival type meeting, you know, and so we didn't know they asked. So we're in the Sunday morning service about halfway up and Rose had, she was raised Catholic and she has had, really didn't have a background of, like I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the preacher that Sunday morning was, he was one of these preachers that, that very descriptive, right? Right. And and his, his sermon was on hell. And all of a sudden, Rose jumped up screaming and run out of the service. Oh, my. And wow. she, she, I mean, she, she was just screaming, you know, yeah. run, out, run out of the church. And uh, so I, I caught up with her and, uh, and she didn't know what I asked. Her, what 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 what'd you do that for? You know, and she said, "Well, it just seemed like everything was closing in as like flames right there." You know, and I couldn't I couldn't stand it. And uh, so that was a, an experience that I'll never forget. And then eventually, though, we it was on uh, January sixteenth, nineteen seventy seven, when uh, an old pastor here, the older gentleman, uh, pastored the church here in Frankfurt. It was a uh, he'd been coming to knocking on our doors every Saturday morning for months. So we, I remember it was 21 degrees below zero. I don't know what prompted us that Sunday, but we did. We went to church that Sunday, sat in the back seat and couldn't tell you a thing that was preached on. I couldn't tell you a song that they sang. Uh, all I know is when he gave the altar call, I just, I was standing in the back seat, just, just shaking, you know, and, and, uh, sure. And the next thing I know, I feel somebody tapping me on the shoulder and say, you, would you like to pray? I said, yeah, I think so. So I went up and, uh, Rose was in the nursery with, with our child, uh, newborn. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we went up there and, uh, so eventually she came up. And so that is where I was saved. She didn't know enough to know what saved was even. Right. Right. Uh, but she, it didn't take her long. And, uh, but, but I remember the, uh, I don't know if pastors still do this or not, but, uh, I remember the pastor saying, uh, well, Paul, stand up and tell us what God did for you this morning. Mm-hmm. So I stood up and I said, uh, I've been a bad person. I got a lot of sins. I said, I told God about them. And I said, uh, I don't feel any different, but I just hope he forgives me and sat down. That's my testimony. Right. And well, you, you know what? I, <laughs> One of the vices I still had, and uh, I mean, I, I did the alcohol thing, the drugs. I can honestly say the hardest addiction I had to quit was cigarettes. Mm. I smoked a pack of cigarettes every day. Yeah, I've heard that and, from people. Uh, yeah. And I remember, I remember uh, when we left the church that morning, we got in the car, 
And it's like a voice said to me, because uh, when I we was in church, right? And I'm, mm-hmm. I looked the older there and I had a t-shirt on with a, with a uh, pocket right here and I had a pack of cigarettes in that. Yeah. And so I remember it's like an audible voice said, throw those cigarettes out the window. And immediately I like panicked and I, I said, God, if this you tell me to do this, uh, if I do this, you're going to have to take the habit away. Otherwise, I'll just go out and buy another pack later today. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just I kept hearing that voice. So I said, "Okay, here goes." You know, roll the wind down. Now it went to cigarettes. And I had never. I tried to stop. In fact, one of the I used to get so mad at myself. I'd be out jogging, and I'd have to, to try try to stay in shape, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm out jogging, and then I stop and light up a cigarette. And I would get so mad at myself. I knew that was insanity. Yeah. And so uh, I had never, I tried to quit over and over again. I had never made it past the four-year mark. Uh-huh. About four years, four, four hours. Four hours. Uh, never wow. Four hours with a cigarette. And that Sunday that we got saved, uh, I woke up, t- went home, took a nap, and woke up, and it was time for church that Sunday. They advised back that Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, we'll go back. And then all of a sudden, it, it dawned on me, I hadn't had a cigarette for like seven or eight hours. And that was supernatural to me. Right, sure. And that's that's what I needed to see. And that told me God is real. You know, I never, mm-hmm. I knew I could not do this of myself. I, it, it just never did work. And all of a sudden without, you know, it's been eight hours later, you know, I had that cigarette. So that was a, that was a supernatural thing to me at that point. So we can fast forward uh, a few years, and uh, Rose and I were married for 47 years, and uh, she uh, uh, was a very became a very bad uh, diabetic, mm-hmm. and uh, so we did. I cared for her last few years, you know, I was her caregiver here at home, and mm-hmm. and uh, we had a dialysis machine uh, in the bedroom. And I'd hook her up every night for dialysis, let it run through the night, and then unhook her in the morning. And um, but her health came. I, I mean, it was, it was we knew what was coming, right? Sure. So uh, in October of, of a 2020, uh, she went to heaven, and uh, and just uh, her her. Uh, I'll never forget her last post on Facebook was a blessed assurance: Jesus is mine. Yes. And uh, and so that that left a good feeling, you know. Uh, yeah. Same man. That that was. A, yeah, that that was just amazing, and then uh, uh, fast forward a few more years. Oh, let me let me go back. I missed something. In 2012, I was checking some. I was at Subaru yet, mm-hmm. and I was checking some uh, uh, quality items on on a Subaru. And I remember God speaking to me and saying, "I want you to start a ministry. It's going to be called We Care." I had no, I mean, it was all God. I had no idea about, let alone something. name it, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no idea. And I said, well, wow, God, if you want me to do that, I'll do it. You're going to show me what you want we care to be, though. I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, he he did show me. I remember uh, this was uh, 20, so we started 2012. We just started, we uh, had teams of two that would knock on doors. We went into the jail mm-hmm. and did uh, the unshackled, what we call unshackled stories. Uh, at the okay. jail with the prisoners and uh, and some really amazing uh, uh, miracles there where people, uh, inmates, gave their, mm-hmm. their heart to the Lord, you know, uh, from hearing unshackled stories. And uh, uh, so uh, 
that that was what WeCare was in the beginning. And then in 2016, uh, we realized there's a there's a drug, really a real drug issue here in our city, and it's all right. across the nation. At the time, we had uh, one person a week dying from drug overdose. Mm-hmm. And so wow. Jenny, Stephen, Jenny Gardner had lived in uh, Afghanistan as, as uh, undercover missionaries. Mm-hmm. And uh, she taught at the University of Kabul and, and he did some other work. Uh, and it gotten so dangerous for them that they had moved to uh, Qatar. Mm-hmm. And so I messaged Jenny on Facebook, said, hey, Jenny, you know, there's there's women in this town that are men, too. But I said, uh, would you be interested in working with uh, women? if we could uh, put something together here, uh, you know, when you guys get back, cause I'd heard they were coming back in a year mm-hmm. to stay. Sure. And uh, she said, absolutely. I would love that. She said, I've been praying, you know, for a ministry. We've always been a ministry. I've been praying God would show me a ministry to, to do when we get back. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, long story short, uh, she got back and God, uh, I remember meeting with her and, and three other ladies and God called them. Uh, to the ministry, he called them as workers. Obviously, it wasn't going to be me. I'm a guy, and this was women, right? Right, sure. And uh, mm-hmm. and so that that uh, so then that evolved into uh, uh, we have a uh, what's called the Week Care Recovery Home, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's full. They have like ten women there, and uh, it's just amazing. And 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 something God showed me back then too was uh, this is going to be a gold mine for souls, mm-hmm. and it has been. And then uh, I retired in 2016 from Subaru, and I knew something else was up. There's another kingdom assignment, as I call it, uh, in the works, because some supernatural things worked out that I can't even, I I don't have time here to go into it, uh, where God just provided uh, for our needs for retirement in an unbelievable way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I knew there was something up. And so we uh, eventually became... Uh, we realized, okay, we need to do the same thing for men. And so we uh, started a, uh, incorporated and, and be, it became uh, 180 Recovery Resources, mm-hmm. uh, 501c3, just like We Care was. Right. And uh, I, you know what, Mark, I, I found out through all this that God knows how to finance his projects. Yes, he if does. We give him, yes, he does. Recognize that his projects, not ours. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we made a presentation to the city council and we was wanting to do build a new facility here for men for a treatment center. And the city council voted to give us $100,000 towards it. And then made another presentation to the county commissioners. And this they voted to match what the city did, so they gave us 100000 well, Praise God. That's and amazing. Then my banker had said, Paul, have you ever considered the Federal Home Loan Bank? They, they help mm-hmm. out things like this. Right, right. I said, no, I, I don't know anything about the Federal Home Loan Bank. Uh, so, well, they sell uh, money to the banks, so the banks right. can sell it to us, right, in interest. And uh, so, long story short, is you have to have a banker to represent you to get a meeting with them, So, which I did. And so I go down to Indianapolis, uh, north side of Indianapolis, to the Federal Home Loan Building uh, Bank down there. And I'm going in there to make a presentation to these federal bankers. And so, uh, you know, they usher me in. It's like, like this, they got their own high-rise building, right? And right. marble floors, and brass or bronze everywhere, you know, you just you go through security. Very intimidating. And I remember going in there and they, they said, okay, we'll take this uh, waiting area here and somebody will be down to get you. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm sitting in this waiting room, and all of a sudden I panic. I think, what in the world am I doing here? I've never done this before. What am I doing here? I want to run, you know? <laughs> and just like just like that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, yeah. you're here because I put you here. Don't worry about the results. I'll take care of that. And you know That's what? Wonderful. That just calmed me down, just immediately calmed me down. I said, okay, God, sure. you're right. You know, mm-hmm. you're in charge of the results. I got all I have to do is go in there and and uh, put my you know, do, do my best. Mm-hmm. And I did. And as a result, they give us five hundred thousand dollars. And God. That's all amazing. of this is God. Yes. You know, because what's what now is, and we ended up. Uh, uh, I mean, I just tell you stories after stories like that where the finances came in mm-hmm. from all these other sources, and and. Uh, and now we're sitting here with a new treatment center. Uh, the land was donated. Uh, three acres were donated and uh, to build on. And some of the contractors donated their, their labor. And, and mm-hmm. some of them even, even donated all the materials. And uh, so now when you come to our church in Frankfort, Indiana, and both of these uh, ministries were born out of our church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't know that it would be a fit for just every church because you have to have people that uh, they just got to uh, see the vision and get a passion. Yes, sure. And, uh, and so we have, uh, so we have, have a, our, in fact, we have a 16 beds uh, and we have a, have our own in-house medical clinic, mental health counseling center in, in, in our uh, facility. And, uh, and, and we're almost full right now. In fact, uh, a few months ago, uh, the Indiana governor's uh, drug czar came up to our facility to visit us, and uh, and we made a presentation to him. And he went back, and that very next night, he was on the on on the evening news, and they were interviewing him in his office down the state office building. Wow, it's it's pretty cool because he as he's talking in the interview, a bookshelf right behind him had we given him a. a, a Coffee cup says 180 recovery resource on, and it was right there on camera the whole time. Was, that was pretty cool, and uh, and then oh, that's uh, awesome. I wish I had the window to show you, but it, it, that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But you know what was more cool? Uh, just a month ago, uh, they he contacted. We got a welcome letter from him, or congratulations letter, and said that the state of Indiana was contributing four hundred fifty-four thousand dollars to us to to do our phase two plans. Wonderful which is to That's add amazing. another 16 beds. Praise God. And and so uh, we have, and we have part of that has mm-hmm. been, uh, we can build it for less than that. We can build it for 300,000. And so we're asking them to reallocate the, the other 154,000 so we can hire another, another uh, therapist mm-hmm. and uh, two other employees in. So or one other employee, we already have. Them. So uh, with that said, uh, it's, it's really it's really amazing what we can do if we just follow Jesus. Amen. That's right. You know, I didn't know where this road was taking us oh. and it's, it's bigger than any one person. And, and, uh, uh you know, it's just, it's amazing. We had, yes. we had a, we had a graduation of, a uh, one of the guys from 180 yesterday. It's a, it's a 12 month program. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, it is so inspirational. You, you see these people and, and I mean, we're talking about probably 50% of our congregation now, has tattoos all over them. Yeah. You know, they don't look like this, right? <laughs> and and, uh, and when they praise, they say, I mean, it's not, not like amen or hallelujah. They go, yes, like yeah. that. And, and <laughs> just, just in there, you know. And, and, uh, Absolutely, it's, it's, they, yeah. 
they, they uh, yes. God has, has just, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's just amazing to watch these miracles has truly become a gold mine for souls. Amen. That's uh, good. You know, it would probably never happen going out and knocking on doors, you know, like right, the old way. Right. It would just never happen. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and it's not, we've not went without criticism, you know. The, oh, absolutely. And, uh, right. But, but that's, that's, you know, that's just part of it, I guess. Yeah. Well, Paul, I really appreciate you sharing this. This is this is amazing how God took your life that was so wrecked and ruined and then now using you to help salvage people who need the gospel of Jesus Christ. If people want to know more about the ministry you're involved in, do you have a website or anything you could that people could look at or a Facebook page or anything? Uh, if they if they just want to uh, Google 180 Recovery Resources, it's the O N E. It's spelled O N E, mm-hmm. and uh, 180 Recovery Resources, uh, Frankfort, Indiana. Uh, they'll bring up our website, and then also if you just Google We Care Clinton County mm-hmm. or Recover, We Care Recovery Home, uh, probably We Care Clinton County would be better because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of organizations across the country called We Care. Sure. And, uh, so, yeah, so yeah. We Care Clinton County, and, and that would bring that website up also. Well, thank you, Paul. Appreciate your time so much. Thanks yeah, for thank being a so guest much. on the podcast today. Friends, thank you for listening today to this episode of Hope Along the Journey. And as I always say and mean from the depth of my heart, Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world, and if you only look to Jesus, he'll help you to find hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening. And we hope you'll join us again for more hope along the journey.